0: welcome welcome everybody who's listening this might be the first time I'm doing kind of like an intro situation to the podcast evolving with Corey castle I'm Corey castle and what I'm gonna actually do today is play audio from what I'm considering at this point to be a swap cast I was a I was a guest on my friend my new friend Mike Bort's podcast called the punch up podcast and I I thought it was really good, and it was a lot of fun. He's got a brand new show out. So, I mean, it's not it's not a well-known show. It's not a well-historied show, and there's not been a lot of episodes. But I figured, I'm like his fifth episode, and it was a really good time. And I felt like it would help my audience from hearing that cool conversation that I have with my Canadian friend, Mike Bortz. So, I just want to remind you, make sure you subscribe to... The Punch Up Podcast. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you follow it to get new episodes every week. Make sure you hit subscribe on this on this podcast. If this is the first time you're listening to a following with Corey Castle, you can find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And I'm sure you already know if you already hit it. Please just make sure you subscribe, so you know, so that that it makes it so it makes us look like we're doing something here. Uh, I I really appreciate you spending the effort that is your currency the currency that is your effort i said that wrong but you know what i meant i really appreciate you spending the currency that is your effort and your time on listening to evolving with Corey castle make sure you like the facebook page make sure you make sure you comment make sure you let me know that you exist and i hope you enjoy this be fun have safe keep evolving hey buddy hey dude how are you let me turn this video on oh yeah
1: <laughs> what's up dude? hi you got a background you know what get this i have a background i just ordered one on amazon because yeah. i thought like i would make myself look a little bit more professional and i'm like right. i'm like fuck it ain't me it ain't me i'm not a background guy well well here's the
0: thing you, you, you got to remove yourself from it. So the way you identify as I'm not a this person, I'm not a that person, take yourself out of it and put put the interest of your show into it. Well, put you know what?
1: Of- you, you just convinced me in like in a nanosecond because I had that conversation with myself earlier. And now <laughs> I see you with yours and I'm like, I wish I had done mine now. <laughs> we could have both had one. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, maybe next time maybe next time maybe next time yeah well I, I figured people would be more forgiving right now at this time right well yeah yeah it's what i what i call everything's it's just it's an evolving process we're never all figured out
0: if we've got everything all figured out then we're not as complete as we think we are no
1: it's true it's true uh i have zero things figured out and you are my very fourth guest okay well that's awesome
0: dude i'm I'm excited for, I'm the the thing when you were like, you were like, don't forget about me. And I was like, oh crap. And then like, <laughs> it's, it's that, that account, like that app, did you do it through the calendar app or was that?
1: Yeah. So I have Calendly uh, okay. and, and I always send people that link because it allows me to set my calendar up and then nobody sponsored, this is sponsored by Calendly by, you know, uh, get get fifty percent off by putting Corey Castle in the offer code. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so, I was I was going to tell you that I do not
0: really like those kinds of apps very much. It feels like it sucks the sincerity out of really wanting a connection with a person. It's like, it's true. Hey, if you want if you want to schedule something with me, don't do it with my people. Do it with my app. I don't even have to have anything part of it. And to me. Then I got another email today from a different thing saying to reschedule. But the thing it was, it was for something I scheduled for, like next month or something. So I thought it was for today, and it was you that canceled.
1: So hey, we'll if you next. ever, if you ever want to do this, process. if you ever want to do this again,
0: nah, we, we know we, each we, other. We can
1: absolutely do it multiple times. Yeah, like, yeah. Right now, let's we're, let's do it. We're in this. We're doing <laughs> we're it. In this. Well, wow, like, I'm so happy. We, well, like, like, a little, let's put a little a little background, because I thought it wasn't going to happen. I thought, like, I was that guy who just ordered his second martini, right, ah. at the bar in Thailand, right. <laughs> you know? And uh, <laughs> I just thought that there was going to be no magic tonight, and I figured, well, okay, right. well, I'm not going to get too bummed out. I mugged right. for the camera, got some right. good B, and then uh, then I messaged you. I'm like, don't forget about me, buddy. I sent you a little <laughs> video note.
0: Yeah, right. And... Uh... So, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, I agreed to do something, didn't I?" That Did I, <laughs> I was like, I must have double booked myself. Like, <laughs> but many, many times, um, so many people have canceled on me, and I have to like, I've had to get to the point where I started p- hosting my other podcast, the wrestling podcast that I've been doing. I started; it's 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 six years now we've been doing that one. before that. I had, uh, we had another podcast called bod trash. So dating all the way back to 2012, I've been trying to get people on podcasts and things don't work out and people don't respond to me and people will cancel on me. And I go, all right. I'm, I don't, I don't want to take it personally because I know everyone's living a life. Everyone's got their things they got going on. And some people need an app to count this to (laughs) schedule their, their stuff. And when it, when it goes back to me saying like the insincerity of it, it kind. Of, I mean, I feel that, but I do understand it. I absolutely understand it, because i i i have a, I have what I call spelling adult with do two D's. A D D U L <laughs> T.
1: Yeah, I'm very much the same. Yes. I um I don't do good with tasks. Right. Well So part of my part of my coping mechanism is like if somebody else, if something, if something thing else can do my task. I'm like, okay, I'll just get that to do it. <laughs> so, that's the that's um, the only that's the only reason why I use it, but I would right. never use it with somebody I know, right? And so there's people uh-huh. okay. who I've met, and then there's people who I have not met. Okay. Right? So, the pe- people I know, I just message them. Mm-hmm. Like I I was on a podcast. I had a podcast with my cousin called Canuck Cast cuz I live in Canada. I'm a Canuck. I can tell
0: by the way you talk.
1: Yeah, we have that that certain twang. It's uh, it's the universal health care.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's where the, the accent comes
1: from. Yeah, it's the it's the uh, winter privilege that we <laughs> that,
0: that we enjoy. So uh, you know, you you know, it's cold here too, but uh, only for
1: a couple months. Okay, so so w- where are you? Are you in California? Are you oh no, right? I'm, in, I'm in Philadelphia. I live in. Philly. Oh, in Philly. Okay, yeah. well, that's pretty, that gets cold there. Like yes, not.
0: So, uh, you thought I was in California? Was it? Was it this
1: this glow that I have coming off me? Do I have a California glow? You, you know what it was? Is I stalked your IMDb page and I figured, this guy's got a lot of industry work, right? So I figured, I figured I, that you like you're not Vancouver, and you're mm-hmm. not Toronto. So uh, I mean, I thought well, maybe I'd you're like L.A. In
0: Vancouver or Toronto.
1: Well, it, it's those are good working cities for for industry work. Right. Indie the indie scene in Toronto is not that great, but it's getting better. But the the indie scene in all the cities kind of around Toronto is pretty good.
0: Cool.
1: Uh, but uh, I thought I thought you were you were you were doing some LA stuff, right? So I was I was all cued up in my head to to talk LA <laughs> trash. But you're like, you're not an LA guy. Having summer all year. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Who needs that? When you can have winter all year in Canada. <laughs> so so you, do, you do wrestling, you do podcasting, you do some acting. Uh, do you do stunt work? Um, I
0: have done good amount of stunt work, but I mean, it's not really something that is a huge goal of mine. I mean, I, I'd like to do it. I'd like to continue doing it, but it's not like my biggest goal. It, and is, is
1: acting your, like your full-time gig? No, 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 no. I mean, it
0: was. It was until until COVID hit. So yeah. my full my full time gig was just doing like a, you know, TV shows and movies, just backgrounds, acting spots, uh, or, or they used to call it extra extras. Right now, now it's called background actor. You're a, you're a background performer. Like, oh, you you perform like you're just somebody who's standing there doing nothing. Performer, actor.
1: Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, what I remember, there's levels, right? There's levels of extra work. Like if you have a, a, a speaking role, yeah. So, yeah. are you a, Do you have a speaking role or?
0: I mean, in most of those things that are on my IMDb page, yeah. The bigger things, I, I don't have speaking roles. I just, I'm just like in the background of a scene somewhere. But like, in like, like, like in Bruce or like in the ninety percent. Or in Half Life, like a lot of the indie stuff, I have roles. I have actual roles, like just like my upcoming thing that I just shot, and I also did stunts on it. Um, it was called Not for Nothing. It's it's filming here in Philly now, and uh, I still have more scenes to do in March,
1: but maybe I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about them. How, how many years have you been filming it? That a project that you won't be talking about? Oh, I've, I've, I've been I've been I've been on since. December, I think. I think uh, so. I just did some ADR and some uh, and some like blocking for some scenes. Like they needed to get like my shoulder and in a couple of scenes for a movie we've been working on three years. So, like Adrian, if you're watching this, come on, man, <laughs> <laughs> well... get it, get it done. <laughs> yeah. You... Uh, so, I worked on a. I did. I did a. It's like a super or not supernatural like like a horror slasher genre film uh-huh. where i you know i play like a like a like a fat wanderer <laughs> that, that that fights monsters
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's great man
1: skin can, can you tell me about you what, what, what your uh project is or or do it or is it super secret uh, we'll pl- plug it later I'm,
0: oh my project that i'm currently working on that not 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 for nothing i'm not talking about that because i don't really, I, I i was just a part in it so right and um, you know um my friend brandon uh is one of the producers for it and he asked me to do it and uh brandon and i played the the henchman of this guy who was played by mark weber from scott pilgrim mm-hmm. but uh checking on imdb uh that you'll get, I'll give you as much information as what I've seen on the IMDb.
1: So I love talking about, so this podcast, I always, I always premise it like, Hey, we're going to talk about my material, but Mm -hmm. I just like to have a good time with guests. Right. right? And I needed something to get, get, get you hooked in here. So if I had Mm -hmm. you here under false pretenses, I'm sorry. I I will bring up like material I'm working on, but I, I I, know I'm not a working comic. That's actually been my goal. (laughs) Okay. I'm a, like i'm a 45 year old dude and i was like uh-huh. i was like I'm, I'm gonna hit some open mics this year mm-hmm. well what's the comedy scene like now in canada w- what part of canada are you in i'm i live just south of toronto and the comedy scene in canada sucks okay like there is no open mics here so i have to start a show
0: what about um well that's the best way to do it man if, if, yeah if 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 you're getting every door slammed in your face, build yourself your own door. Like really don't, don't let somebody slam doors in your face with anything. Right. Like that's, that's why I'm, you know, I'm, maybe I'm not getting roles like I want to play. So I'm going to, I'm going to facilitate playing the roles I want to play. Right. By, by, like working on writing it working on producing it working on acting in it working on directing the scenes that i'm not in that kind of stuff just to make sure i'm also like greasing my own wheels and i'm kind. Of, so um i i get why you say the false preset false pretenses i dude i i would love to sit and workshop stuff with you i want to hear your jokes i i got i went when i know oh, i have
1: I I have jokes. I went
0: and grabbed my notebook.
1: I have jokes, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, no. I just say that because most of the time I end up just talking shit,
0: right? Yeah, Yeah. no, dude. dude, That's that's exactly what I do with my podcast. It's just BSing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just hang out and BS. I actually sat here. This is I'm actually on the floor of my living room right now. Like normally I sit on the couch, but uh, I'm just sitting on the floor because the other night, uh, Friday, I stayed up on here just in like a group hang till like three in the morning maybe four in the morning and like everybody was everybody was just having a good time i didn't know any of those people it was just like me getting to know a bunch of people i didn't know it was like a zoom group hang yeah um it was like um there was a podcast and these people were in as the audience right, right? and uh then they were like oh we're gonna do this and this after hang that after chat hang or after show hang and like a bunch of people like that were on the show kind of dropped out and the fans were just I was just hanging out with the fans of the show that who's the podcast of, the, that the, sounds so cool it was it was awesome I thought it was great and then they like they had me join their um their discord network and I've been like uh, th- throwing jokes their way that's just I mean part of part of my like everyday life is I want to like I want to like throw my jokes past somebody right i right. gonna yeah. recognize them and see them like so when i tweet something i know like maybe if i check the interactions maybe 60 people will see that i wrote it and i'm like oh but i don't know anybody no one's saying anything back to me about these jokes i want to make sure somebody sees them and laughs at them so i'll like send them to i'll send them to people who i know will appreciate them right right especially if it's a joke that makes me think of somebody who you know <laughs> would
1: appreciate it even more so uh, what kind of what kind of uh I, this sounds like one of those like dumb questions that like a like a noob would ask but like what kind of comedy do you do do you work clean mm-hmm. um are you more physical like are you just I, I I more or less I wanted to know if I dropped swears would you be all weird about it I don't know no, no but...
0: not at all dude not okay, at all okay. I mean okay, I okay.
1: don't I'm a I've had I've had the first the first guy I started the podcast with he like started off like just like going as blue as he possibly could. <laughs> and he was, it was like that guy, uh, uh, you know, you ever see the show crashing. The guy starts his show, you know, what up fuckers? Yeah. And it was like literally jarring. And I was like, Hey man, I don't know if this is going to work. Like you're just, a, a, you know, aggressive. And uh, so I actually didn't do a podcast with him. Right. <laughs> just cause I was like, I, I'm not doing an act. I'm just, I'm just talking to people. Right. Dude, Dude, let me tell like you, you,
0: let me tell you this, this, this funny story about like, I booked a guest right through that same through that same whole group that you and I met on. Yeah. And I had this, this guy come on to meet me. He just met me on the, on the screen and I, I like to like kind of meet people first and like ask them a few things to just kind of get them comfortable with it before we start going and make sure like, I know what they're not comfortable, like what their time constraints are, things like that. I just normally check that in with the person before we ever start recording. And as I'm doing that, the guy's like, yeah, dude, I listen? I was like, because I, I normally ask people if they've listened listened to the episodes, because like I just to get the vibe of what it is. Right, right. I always I always ask that maybe they check out an episode or two. So he was like, "Yeah, dude, I just listened. Uh, it was like you were talking about the Philadelphia Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers," and I'm like, "I would have never talked about football on <laughs> the podcast. I don't know what you were listening to, but it wasn't my show. You know what? Let's just do this later." And I was like, "I'll send you the link to the right show." And we, I sent him the link to the right show and he loved the show and he got back Uh, to me. That's great. So when we finally did the episode, he was just like asking me tons of questions about the episodes that I've done. And like, he was like, oh, well, like, man, what was that like? How'd you do that? And like, he was like super into it. And, and I was, and he started his own podcast and I just did that show. So it's like, I... I love to wind up being a sort, but it was funny because <laughs> I love the resources. You know what I mean? I love the way the full circle resources come around. Right, uh, right. But when I was doing that part, when I was talking about, uh, did you listen to the show, that, that that breakdown part, my roommate was like sitting over there in, on at the dining room table. <laughs> and the guy was like, oh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Phillies. And I was like, no, nah, I, I don't talk about that stuff. You to listen to the wrong show. He was sitting over there like, this guy's a douchebag. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was like, no, I was like, nah, I mean, I don't take that stuff personally because there's so much things that fill your day. So many, so many, so many things after the currency that is your attention. So many things after like, and it's, it's, it's such a hard thing when people don't know what being bored is like, because there's like a scratch for every itch right you know so it's it's very much like oh if you can if you can take the time to kind of kind of get the feel for this and really understand what i'm going for here or right. maybe if you learn something great from it or if like you just focus if you focus on stuff i've got to say and that helps you along then that's that feels like you've paid me with your attention right and right the attention was the currency that, I, that is more important to me. And like I said, the sincerity, when it came to like that calendar thing. And I was like, I, I don't
1: care. <laughs> I, <laughs> so, so like
0: so- when I got blown off by and somebody else on that thing today, I was like, yeah, fuck that thing and everybody who uses it. <laughs> and, then, and then you personally reached out to me and were like, hey, man, don't forget about me. And I was like, oh, man, I was just playing video games with my friends. (laughs) It wasn't like I was doing something super important or anything. So you're not ripping me away from anything, nor are you bothering me by having this conversation with me because I for sure want to be having conversations with people instead of playing video games. That's why I don't play video games.
1: A hundred percent. That's like a big part of what this is. It's just like doing something. And I figure – incrementally like every single time i do one of these it's going to be better than the last one because let's face it they you know it's pretty shitty we're talking to each other over zoom there's no production quality happening here Mm -hmm. you know no one's got studios running really no one responsible i mean
0: mean, before
1: before this stuff
0: started i was doing it this way a lot of times i was doing it this way or or you know i I'd meet up with some people, and it didn't matter. Like, there was no video element. So when people complain about 2020 and bitch about 2020 and, like, "Why, 2020 is the worst. Now it's over. Like, uh, 2020 was great. Uh, We all figured this stuff out a little bit better. And, also, I mean, like, added a video (laughs) component. (laughs) We added a video component to what our shows are. So, like, when it came to – a lot of people were already watching what the studio was like for Joe Rogan. They would rather watch it on YouTube. So in this case, they can see me better. They can see my guest better. Like yeah. they can get a better idea of like, if I do something visual, I have this more of as like a medium. Not to say that even like following me on
1: YouTube is done by a lot of folks, but, you, you but know those what videos exist. You know what? I, I just figured. I just figured that a lot of people they get they get hung up on being the best, or they want to be recognized. They want to be in a top percentage of something. And I, Aww, re- man. I and you I just want some crap? fans. You crap on me? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like no, I, I mean like for myself, right? No, no. Like I, a lot. My, like my barrier to entry was, I I stopped, I would stop myself because like I would go, oh, so many other people are doing this. So many people are doing podcasts, but then when you really start looking at it, most people's podcasts fizzle out after like five episodes. Right. Well, most we're, people on four. Won- we're on number four here. Uh-huh. We're, on, we're on four and I'm booked into March. Okay. I just basically say no. I say no to nobody. Okay. Anybody well, that wants, wants to talk to me, I just go, yes. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, I'm just plowing into it because honestly, I just want to talk to people. And if I have to build fans one at a time, and, and if those fans are actually friends, right. that's, that's kind of just as good. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to be farting through Joe Rogan silk, but, uh, you know, I, c- I could do okay if I just have fun doing it. Right. That's the goal for me is to enjoy myself.
0: Um, is that a saying that I've never heard before? Farting through someone's silk?
1: Fart through silk?
0: Is that ever, I've never heard that before in my life. Is that a, Is a, that like a is that like a thing that people say?
1: It's like a Canadianism. Is it? It's yeah, it's something I've that you I've never hear. heard
0: that before in my yeah, life. Yeah, you
1: hear like you hear like old ladies in like in Newfoundland and the East Coast. They'll be like, "Oh, Marjorie, she's farting through silk, ain't she?" I've never heard that ever before in my life. So if we dive into it, it's like everybody farts. Ah. Uh-huh. Everybody farts through their drawers. Yours just happened to be silk. And when you say it out loud, it seems ridiculous because... It, yeah, you know what? I was thinking about like a flat
0: sheet behind you. I don't know why. I was picturing a whole thing and I was like, wait a minute. is this thing that I just don't know about that people use. Or like you were <laughs> sleeping in Joe Rogan's bed for some reason. <laughs> it was, it was, I don't get it.
1: But That would be weird, right? Like I actually he'd be like a greasy thumb. Like, would you be the front or the back spoon in a Rogan spoon?
0: Um, Most of the time, I prefer to be the little spoon. So... Yeah, I bet you
1: he wears you like a little jetpack, eh? He puts one yeah. arm in a <laughs> I... half jiu-jitsu and he gets, yeah, he holds on. Oh, I'll do that. I'll throw it. I'll lean right it I'm a Canadian and I'll lean right into A. <laughs> I, I, I will embrace yeah. the, the more quaint parts of being a Canadian. Yeah, it's the... it's, it's pleasant sellout tree. <laughs> it's... So ca- Canadians, uh, Canadians have this weird sort of reputation for being polite. You know, I, I keep I've hearing heard that many times. Yeah. Except the politeness that that I think is portrayed is a lot like a southern politeness, right? It's like like a- bless bless your heart, right? Mm-hmm. So like a really soft and arrow straight fuck you at whatever situation that is. Like when a Canadian is being like a. a if you ever get a chance to go to Cuba and vacation in some of those Cuban vacation spots, have mm-hmm. you ever? No. As an American, I think that there's like, there's some political stuff that keeps you from doing that, but I think it's opening up more. Okay. But
0: yeah, I've, I've never done
1: that. Canadians have been going to Cuba forever. And because there's no Americans there, you get to see ug- what I like to call ugly Canadians. You know, like you hear that term ugly American, like people say that from other countries. Ugly Canadians are the people worst. People do say that. People here people <laughs> like here just call that white trash. But <laughs> so I guess there's like a like like a stereotype that never really holds up when you think about it cuz anybody that travels to like these other countries they're there to learn about that place, right? So Usually... what what was about the
0: the Cuban American tra- or the Cuban Canadian trash? What what kind, what would be like the trashiest oh. the trashiest uh, Canadian thing. I mean, because you said everyone's like politely in the straight, straight fuck you to your face way. But what when is you, what is when you say, what
1: you the, the trash Canadians? Oh, they're they're terrible. They're terrible with service workers. They, oh. because of uh, because in Canada, we have a like we are our, our gig workers, like our like our restaurateurs, cooks, waitresses, delivery staff, they do a lot of tipping, right? And that tipping. Usually equates to service. But in Mm -hmm. Cuba, you're told this fiction that if you tip, your tips are more appreciated. So you get a lot of uh, entitled Canadians that go down Mm -hmm. and figure that if they tip essentially like trinkets and, you know, like goofy little, like, oh, we'll leave pantyhose for the maid, you know, or like a box of crayons for their kids. And we expect everything to be, like, well taken care of in a stocked fridge every day, stock minibar every day. Uh, if you bring toys or, like, cosmetics, they're supposed to love that. But then when you go down to Cuba, you realize, oh, they have all that shit. Yeah. These are just entitled Canadians that thinking giving to trinkets to people who are poorer than them is is somehow cool. They're getting a bargain. Anytime you anytime you travel to a place because you think you are getting a bargain, you are shitty. I hated I hated Cuba for that because of Canadians <laughs> the the most impolite people, group of people I've ever seen. Just just walking around complaining about food. Cuban food is shit, uh, but complaining about food openly and then uh, drinking like over drinking everything, like all the rum. <laughs> what do you think a bad Canadian stereotype is? Um, have you ever watched the Kroll Show? The cr- the what show?
0: It's like Nick Kroll had a Comedy oh, Central show
1: called yes. the Kroll Show.
0: Yes, I have watched it. Did you see the Wheels Ontario stuff? Yeah, I would say that is pretty accurate. I would say that was pro- that would probably be the Canadian stereotype that I would paint. In my brain
1: i don't know if i have any bad stereotypes about americans because i've spent a lot of time in the us Mm -hmm. so almost all my extended friend group and like you know a good portion of my family is from the us so i'm like it's just is that why you lean so hard into the selling your people out (laughs) oh yeah a (laughs) hundred percent (laughs) because what do we have to offer but resources right like if there was ever hey if we we came real close into entering like mad max 2021 right Mm. and i wanted to run a barter town somewhere (laughs) i'll sell out my i'll sell out my town (laughs) what do you what do you got there levi's and some motor oil bring it in i run barter town (laughs) a little shanty town yeah, you you guys had some shit happen down there. Do you ever get political? Do you ever talk politics? Do you ever I, no? You, you not stay. Not really. not
0: not not that not that I don't have an opinion because I yeah. for sure do, but uh, I I have so much other living to do. True. You know what I mean, I have yeah. so many other things to love and to be grateful for. Right. To 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 bite down on some outrage bait because that's all exactly what it is. It's there just designed to outrage you and the way that they word everything and the way that they write things the the manipulative way that the the political game uh is played i've seen it already enough like i'm i've seen it on both sides of it like i've been a pro wrestler my whole life i know the politics of pro wrestling this is the exact exact same thing
1: well, they have the same word, right?
0: Kfabe Yeah, exact. it's the same exact exact thing. Right to the T. Everything, I've seen it all. I know that it's all a work. I know that I
1: am not going to be one of the marks who gets worked. You know, uh, I was talking to my stepson the other day, because we were watching some of the stuff, like the, the storm of the Capitol building, right? And, and he was asking, like, he was like, he says to, he goes, I can't believe that they're doing this. I can't, like, he was talking about the people, right? Like, because we saw the riots. Like, we saw the the protests. We saw, like, all the the things going on. And I I told him, I said, dude, like, you realize that this is a good lesson to learn. Because if you are ever in a crowd yelling anything, you're the least important part of that equation. Right. Right. Like, you're you're literally a pawn being used at that point. Mm -hmm. So never be in a crowd yelling.
0: A thing that I've always said is that if, if one of you were to draw a line in the sand and say, either you stand on this side of the line of the sand with me, or you get over there, and they throw that ultimatum at me, I'm always on the side that they're not on. Yeah, fair. I don't want to be on the side of somebody who would try to draw a line for me. Nor like I,
1: I'm not in that game. I look at you. Were... You're a revolutionary. What's that? <laughs> I said, look at you. You're a revolutionary.
0: Well, I mean, we, we played the politics game so much as we are performance artists, right? I know how to manipulate emotions of people through my training over the years of experience to know that I can make people go up with their emotions and go right back down with their emotions. So, uh, oh, if it's cool, if it's cool for a minute, guess what? You're about to get rocked. I know all that. Right. So why would I be surprised if anything else but that were to be going on? Yeah, you know right.
1: 100%. Absolutely,
0: absolutely not shocked by anything, not surprised, but spoil anything for me. I'm in the business of knowing what's going to happen before it happens already right spoil a movie for me i'll still watch it yeah because it's it's a good movie and i know a good movie when i see it it doesn't matter if somebody else told me it was bad or good as long as they
1: as long as they're talking about it do you sometimes spoil movies for yourself on purpose no 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 sometimes i do sometimes i do sometimes i I, i'll i'll watch a movie and I'll, i'll get into it and i'm like i'm kind of interested and I'll go to the spoiler and it won't ruin the movie for me. And I'll go back and watch it. I, there's a lot of movies that I will actually continue well, to watch because I know how it ends. You addicted to IMDb? Not really. No.
0: Okay. No. Well, this guy is, I'm, I'm very hooked on IMDb the, to find out, to find out the ins and outs, the, the, the stuff about the films, but, That's okay, man. That's not real. So, so sorry, there's uh, ADD is kicks in hard oh, when people talk while I'm recording. It, it's it kicks it's in all hard real. why so I lose what I'm saying. So you might he- uh, you might hear my dogs bark. No. So wh- where was I? Where was I? You were saying my... you're addicted to IMDb. And... Okay. So if it does say warning spoilers, right? I'll click it sometimes while I'm still watching the movie, but it's not like. Not like I'm gonna stop watching. The, oh, it's got ruined. Like I'll for sure watch the rest of the series or show or something. So I, I'm not really bothered by much, right? Fair, fair. It's, a, it's so, really, uh... it's really a matter of becoming patient with uh, joy. You know what I mean? Pa- because you know the joy, the joy comes to you as well just as much as that so get the joy instead of get that right right if you go and get that then then your joy's gonna
1: go away yeah you don't want so you mentioned wrestling uh no there's no wrestling going on right now right oh yeah there is the turtles uh, oh, the, yeah like, like sanction wrestling yeah like, like you... wwe is running
0: out of the they have a are you are you not familiar Okay.
1: No, I was sort of, I was thinking, um, like my apologies. Wrestling? Yeah. Like, there, uh,
0: there's some, or, yeah, there's some,
1: are, are you doing any wrestling as what, was, what uh, I was asking. I've,
0: I've done a few, I've done a few thi- I've done. Maybe since the quarantine started, maybe, maybe four or five matches, but, um, mostly I'm, I'm trying to do it less.
1: What, uh, what kind of turnouts do those play those have well, or is it all virtual? No, no,
0: no. There there's been a few empty ones, but like everybody people are some of them it's like there's socially distant sections and like the buildings fill up with people, but they're just right. socially distanced and spread out. So there's like half the amount of people, but like they're in the same amount of space, so they make the same amount of noise.
1: So you're the first pro wrestler I've ever met. Okay. Uh, That's I've even- never had a conversation with. i met a couple, but they're always like, hey, how you doing? Like I met Bret Hart on a plane. Mm-hmm. Right after he had broken his leg, remember in New York, Madison mm-hmm. Square Gardens? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was on a plane with him the next day. Oh, big shot. Because I, pitch- eh? I took a picture <laughs> of him with me and my brother was like, oh my God, how's his leg? And I looked down and his leg was like, fine. <laughs> and he looked at me and he just sort of went like, yeah, of course, my leg's fine. <laughs> shit, shit ain't real. No one's breaking my leg.
0: <laughs> but well, I want to know I mean,
1: how real does it get? What do you mean? Like, let's say you're, let's say you're having a, a bad day, and you know what the outcome is going to be, but the guy that you're that you're working with in that match. He could make it easy on you to get to for you both to meet your objective that you're trying to meet, or he can make it hard. How often is it hard? Is there like okay, petty so, jealousies and, and all right, so, so that stuff happens, however,
0: I don't get involved with that kind of thing because I work with folks who know that. This is only better when we work together. Mm. So if we are not working together, this is not working.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Like you got to park any differences at the door like, and put on a good show.
0: You know, you know, the rock used to say the role, the, the, the line, know your role all the time. Right. I live that life. I always say, know your role. Cause our role is to be this entertainer. It's not as entertaining if we're not entertaining together fair, right? Right. So know your role. Like if your role is the baby face, be the baby face. If your role is, if your role is you're going over, go over. If your role is you're going under, go under. Like it's okay. not really.
1: Help me with those terms. What's a baby face.
0: A, a, a good guy, a good guy. Okay. Is a, a, a good guy is a baby face. A heel is a bad guy going under, that one. going under is taking the pin and going over is pinning person or winning okay okay yeah
1: that makes sense but it's it's like
0: this is all stuff we should have been passing along the whole time to everybody within the business but like sometimes it gets lost a little bit so a lot a lot of a lot of watering down of that can happen, and a lot of people can get in situations where they go, "Well, I want to be, I want to be this because I'm only over as this." So they'll go into business for themselves. Right. If you've heard, that's a, that's a saying that people in the business will say, say, going into business for themselves. But most of the time, if someone were to go to business and go into business for themselves, the business would force them out, and no one would would use them. Right. So it only
1: works if we work together. That makes makes a lot of sense. You know, like, now I feel like the question I asked was maybe a bit naive. Of course it would be because I'm not a wrestler. Of course it's a naive question. That's fine.
0: It's funny because I I forget that not everybody is as diehard a wrestling fan as me. Even though most of the people that I talk to on a daily basis don't care about wrestling, don't watch wrestling, like my family... I'm the only one in my entire family that ever watches wrestling. Like my my brother doesn't, my sisters don't, my mom never has. I don't know about my dad. I know my I have I have family in Texas as well. So my my dad and my, and my brother and sister that live over there. And I think my little brother is into wrestling, but he might be the only one. But we didn't grow up in the same house. We never really talk about wrestling. But when we talk, it comes back to us talking about wrestling. But it's more of like talking about it in a very marky way. Right. Like in a way where we're like, it's a fanny way. You know what I mean? Fan. I'm not a. a... (laughs) No, okay. Not not like a a British person. You, Fanny. You, Fanny. Fanny. (laughs) No, but I'm saying mark is a word that you might not
1: know because you don't know. You know what you I mean? call, so, you, you call me a what?
0: <laughs> right. So, so let's say in like a markish way, like a, if somebody's a mark, they're, they're some fan. You know what I mean? That's kind right. of. So I get that way. And normally in our business, being a fan or being a mark was in my era something to kind of be ashamed of and you'd get oh. shamed for it. But nowadays you can kind of be a mark if you want
1: and it doesn't matter. That sounds, yeah, that sounds like a shitty attitude to have. There's that there's weird sort of breakdown between professional and amateur where you see that people distinguish themselves by being cool with everybody. And then there's people that sort of shit on the amateur, not realizing that that's going to be your, unless you're top of the game, no matter what your gig is. Whether We're it's,
0: crossing, dude. Like yeah. Always. The people you meet on the way up is the same people you meet on the way down and vice versa. Right. So we'll wind up meeting the same person who was like a piece of shit to us in a moment where we'll have the power to screw them over. And it's our it's our choice, but it should be our moment to decide that we're a better person than them and tell ourselves we don't need to screw them over to make ourselves feel better about the success that we
1: have. Uh, wait, wait, there, there must be some assholes that you'd really like to burn, though. There's got to be somebody in the business. No, no,
0: no, no. Look, man, what, about, I, what about the business? I don't do better by somebody else doing bad. True. Know, I, True. Like I, I don't do better by somebody else. You know what I mean? Like by, by me hurting somebody else that doesn't make me feel better. So that doesn't make our business better. That doesn't True. make our podcasting better. That doesn't make our art better. That doesn't make our love better. It doesn't make our decision-making any better because we know what it's like to make decisions that
1: hurt people. And we don't want right. that. Have you? Do you have any funny stories that you won't drop any names, but you could, you could talk about the situation. Um, I got, I got a good one. Here's the thing, man. I, I, I say I don't, but then
0: I wind up talking and then all the funny <laughs> stories will come out. So <laughs> not that I can think of right now, but as we go, if something will pops into my brain i'll bring it up but until then tell me your story okay you you know what
1: i'll I'll shift gears i'll tell you the coolest celeb story okay the very coolest celebrity story that i have was um somebody who's not really super he's not really super famous anymore Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of people probably know who he is Uh, do you know who clive barker is um the name is super familiar so right he's a horror writer and he writes okay like, that's why it's
0: familiar.
1: okay yeah he wrote like all the hell like the hellraiser series okay. mm-hmm. it was clive barker okay um lord of illusions he did like he did, and he was a horror writer and i used to go to comic con right. and there was this guy he was just painting he had, he had a booth set up and he was just painting this picture mm-hmm. and i was there uh, for linkswarm.com as sort of like a uh, just covering the the comic convention right and here's this cool guy painting this picture of like this some demon and he's like yeah i have a q and a session you want to come and join the q <laughs> and a session and i had read most of this guy's books i just never knew what he looked like uh. and he turns out he's like this Clive Barker is this maniacal magic man that has lived more life than any human being i've ever heard of like he's he's been a painter he's traveled the world he 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 writes horrible fiction like like horrifying fiction like the most depraved shit you'll ever read but in you know but when you meet him he's the most gentlest human human being and i saw that guy sign autographs for a solid eight hours when he was done. Mm. A a solid eight hours. I just watched him just every fan that came up to him and wanted to talk books, wanted to talk his art, wanted to talk like horror filmmaking. He sat there for like eight hours and just you know, he would just sit there, they would sit with them, he'd hand hand on their hand, hand on their knee, like just like I know today's age that seems a little creepy. That's yeah. like watching chair shots of the head nowadays. Yeah, but but he wasn't like he wasn't creepy about it. He was just right. like making a personal connection with every single person. Right. And I saw people that were like world famous. Right. Like beside him. Like uh I saw people that were in like high-budget science fiction shows. Right. Like if you drop their name, everyone would be like that guy like they're famous everywhere everyone in the world knows who they are Mm -hmm. and here's clive barker with like signing autographs for eight hours and all these famous people just are sitting in their booths alone they just they just go through the motions yeah 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 it's
0: very phonered in it's very much get the get the money get the money that you can get why you can get it because uh it's part of the gig but some people really put a personal touch on it and i've seen you know, I've seen a number of things like that. I I have been to many conventions myself. Uh, I, do, I do some conventions for cosplay pro wrestling. So I've done a few conventions where I'll like see people m- making an effort, you know, and I do some, I have been to some horror conventions where I've seen people go above and beyond. So when it did come to that, I have one story that might make you laugh. Uh, <laughs> I have more stories of, like, people who are famous who like wind up kind of sucking as people. <laughs> so, well, well, your expectations are so high. <laughs> okay, so, um, we run this show. It was a wrestling show in um, in Reading, PA, and uh, my tag my my trainer was Fast Eddie Valentine. So Eddie Valentine trained me. He was running shows in Reading, PA, with this promoter, and somehow there was tons of names associated with this, like fam- like famous like '80s and '90s names that were all associated with this show. And um, there's a, a a a answering machine message. This was back when answering machines were a <clears> thing. <throat> An answering machine message that said, "Hello, I got your number from Glenn." This is Vincent or, or, I'm sorry, Virgil or Vincent from the WCW's NWO, Virgil in the WWF, Ted DiBiase. In the voicemail was going over his own gimmick to make sure we knew who he was (laughs) and like put over WCW and put over WWF and like, (laughs) and then like. No one called him back, and he showed up at the event anyway. He set up his 8x10s his and was charging people to take pictures of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was another time when uh, me, me and my best friend Rick went to uh, Montser Mania, uh, and uh, there, was like, there was like this side room, and we were walking through it, and Rick was like, yo, why does this dude have all these pictures of Ernie Hudson? And then he put his eyes up and Ernie Hudson was there. And he was like, oh, Ernie Hudson. <laughs> and, and then Ernie was like, yeah, you want, you want to buy a picture? You want a assign picture? And Rick was like, no. <laughs> like, <it> was,
1: <laughs> I should have at least got the picture if you were that much of a jerk accidentally. I, I showed up at uh, Fan Expo in Toronto and I saw, we, we were there early, of course. And I saw Adam Baldwin setting up and this is the they had just announced Firefly got canceled. Uh-huh. And of course, I roll up on him and, and like my stick back then, <laughs> I was wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and I had like Elvis glasses on. I had like the, my, my microphone, you know, and I and I roll up to him and I'm sitting down beside him on, on this chair beside. You know, Adam Baldwin, and I'm like, dude, like, I'm really, really sorry to hear about, you know, Firefly getting canceled. Like this sucks, and like we weren't even rolling; we were just talking about it, right. and uh, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, it really sucked for me too." And this guy, this guy's standing like right here, you know, like you know, it's someone's kind of slow, but you think that they're also talking to Adam Baldwin, mm-hmm. like because they give a shit because Firefly mm-hmm. got canceled and it was such a cool mm-hmm. show, and it's Adam f- fucking Baldwin right there, like he's he's mm-hmm. a cool dude, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and and this big hand kind of goes on my shoulder. Hey man, I think you're in my chair, dude. And I'm sitting in Kevin Sorbo's chair, <laughs> like in his monogram chair. I'm sitting in it. <laughs> I got, I, I basically stole Kevin Sorbo's seat, and right. I felt real good about it. And then <laughs> you're like, I was sparring on your silk
0: Hercules.
1: <laughs> and then, and then Robert Picardo is across the, the the aisle, and he's like, uh, he comes up to us. he's got this little hat on, little ball cap. You would never know that he's Robert Picardo, the doctor from Star Trek Voyager. And he goes, "Uh, yeah, if you need to book some time with me, you need to talk to my agent first. And I'm like, okay, that's great. I didn't even know he was going to be there. I was like, see ya. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I guess I'm not booking time with you, bro. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess. I guess guess, (laughs) like... Listen, if there was a camera in front of me, I'm gonna be putting my mug in front of it. Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs>
1: Especially if I'm Robert Picardo. <laughs> I'm like, I want to get some more work. Like, he's done some good stuff lately. Uh, I think he was in that uh, newest Umbrella Academy, or I might be wrong.
0: Okay, uh, I watched. I watched all the seasons. There's three, two. Was there two seasons? I watched both seasons oh but i have an I, but I have I another
1: sorry, i don't remember
0: ahead. him being on it sorry good
1: no he wasn't on it it was something else and i forgot what it was but um oh the father from umbrella academy he lives in the next town uh from me he lives in Stratford. Uh,
0: hardgreaves reginald hardgreaves
1: reginald hardgreaves uh he was also in uh, the riddick movie or the uh the first one pitch not pitch, pitch black no yeah. Riddick he was in Riddick he was the okay. the main bad guy dude I was
0: watching uh, I was watching Lure on Amazon Prime and he was on that have you watched that show he was just I episode one, one episode he was like playing some crazy maniacal doctor before before Umbrella Academy and before I mean probably not before
1: Riddick but his his name's Colm Fure. Now I remember it because everybody here knows who he is. So in the small town of Stratford, home of Justin Bieber, which is like <laughs> next, ne- the next town over, uh, I was at this cheese shop, like those fancy cheese shops. And Colm mm-hmm. Fure comes in, and I'm like, I'm not in a rush, but like I'm not, you know, I'm not as starstruck as like a lot of people who see like a like a Colm Fure in the wild. Mm-hmm. So. He's like, hey, he's like, can I just got to get a couple things? Can I like, uh, do you mind if I cut in front of you? Mm-hmm. So he's cold Fjord and I'm like, sure, I guess, you know, I get to bask in the glow of this celebrity a little longer. I'll let him go in front of me at the cheese shop mm-hmm. and that motherfucker ordered cheese for like an hour Um, in a cheese you, shop. I'm like,
0: dude, should, I want to you get
1: have your like. Remember me,
0: myself, and Irene? When when he was like, when he had his thing and then he like turned into, and he's like, we need a price check for Vagiclean. Not a little too much cheese
1: on the taco over here. I, I just was like, I'm like, dude, you asked to cut in front of me, and then you wanted to spend an hour buying cheese. Like, did you want me to stand behind you awkwardly for an hour? How long was the line? No, it was me and him. So, It was me and Colm Fjord, and he's like, hey, I got to order some cheese, and I have to start this process right now, and it has to last an hour. And then you said, thanks,
0: Fjord, the memories, and now I have this story forever.
1: I I will say I did wait for the entire hour, (laughs) and I ordered my cheese. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of cool to hang out with him for a bit. Like, he wasn't not gracious. He would like, hey, mm-hmm. do you think I should get this? And like, what do you think about that cheese? And like, when he was trying some, like the guy who was cutting the cheese, he would like also offer me some. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I knew it as soon as I, as soon as I, uh, that, that, those syllables left my, mm-hmm. left my mouth mm-hmm. that, 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 cutting the cheese would be a thing. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 uh, it's fart work. Dude, who is your Dream celebrity encounter, like the person that you want to run into but not really have a social interaction with, like you want to see them in the wild. And what do you want to see them do? This
0: is a great question, and you should ask everybody. You should ask everybody who's on your podcast this question because this yeah, is a great one. It's a good one. Uh, yeah, um, this should be a segment that you that you that you repeat every time. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even. It's 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 uh, it's tough, man. I know, like celebrities okay. who I go like, oh, I could be, I could see us being friends, like that kind of people. Oh are no, famous, but everybody, everybody is the same as this. Uh, uh, the, the this cheese fewer story. It's like not everybody would know who that guy even was. Right. You know what I mean? You're famous, you're famous, but you're not like the rock famous. like right. you're not Beyonce famous. Not, not every single person even knows who you are, but like there's people who know are familiar with your work and will be more of a mark for your your
1: work than other people who will just walk right past you and not know who you are. Well, like, let's start you. Let's start you with an example. Here's an example. I would love to see William Shatner in a bar trying to pick up and getting shot down. I'd like to see it. Captain Kirk? A woman refused Captain Kirk? That would be hilarious to just have in my head.
0: There you go. Well, just tell yourself that that happened. Say you (laughs) saw that. And every every time somebody has one of these stories, you can be like... Yeah, I, I like started out by saying that in your segment and then go right into, all right, here's what I want you to do. What's your dream thing? And then you can retell their story right after they're done. Like it was a story that happened to you. Like just <laughs> absorb everybody else's dream stories.
1: Yeah, just, yeah, just take all their stuff. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so what's, what's, one, what's one from you? What, what, what's one dream celebrity encounter that has nothing to do with you, but you just like to watch? at their most mundane. Tom Hanks? Probably. Yeah, Tom Hanks. What well, and what's he doing? Uh um he's he's putting a
0: blindfold on people and spinning them in circles so that they can hit the piñata <laughs>
1: with the the broom. <laughs> or or like or like the bat. The forehead on a back, uh, yeah. <laughs> when you're running in circles with the
0: fore the forehead on the back, yes.
1: That that I'd also. Like, I'd see Tom I'd, Hanks doing that. I'd see David Spade eating potato salad off a flimsy flimsy paper plate and getting it on his shirt, and then like <laughs> doing that thing where you eat it off your shirt, and then you look around like no one's looking, and then he makes eye contact with you. That would be a great casual celebrity encounter. <laughs> I have like
0: people who. Are almost a little adjacent to that. Who I'd like to like collaborate with, or like like I would love to meet David Spade and be friends with David Spade and collaborate with David Spade. But like like I'm ideally would love a relationship with like Judd Apatow. You know what I mean? Like to to develop a a, a collaboration. You know, uh, some sort of let's let's work together on something. I, I've got a story and I've got a name and I got something that I wanna work on and maybe we can help each other on that. And like, like we know like, I know a lot of people that you might know and I might know a lot of people that you know. So I wanna be that way with everybody I know where right. I can go, hey, if I can be a resource to you in any way or grab a resource that you might wanna grab and like maybe throw it a little bit closer in your direction, I'm absolutely gonna do that because like I
1: said earlier, I don't do good if we don't do good. Right. Yeah, 100%. You know? So who do you think it would be harder to get that connection with? Do you think it would be harder with Je- Apatel? Or easier? I, I don't
0: know. I mean, it's, it's really, really at this point when it comes to if people would have an interaction with me in, in the daily life, they'd have absolutely no idea that I've ever been in anything or am a wrestler or anything they'll just you know go, ca- encounter so i'm not valuable to people who are like right. in films and have big credits and stuff because i'm i'm still uh, i'm still like a a podcast that doesn't have a big follow. i'm some you- twitter who doesn't have i don't have a check mark i don't have a a blue uh, validation mark that yeah. i don't have that because I only have like five hundred followers, and I—I I mean, that's I'm a not lot. A big enough deal yet for uh, Judd Apatow or Pete Holmes or David Spade or any of those people to even like read anything I write to them, or like you
1: have, you have five hundred followers on what YouTube or on on, uh, on Twitter on Twitter, eh?
0: Yeah, that's not a lot for Twitter at all. On on YouTube, I've got probably
1: under a hundred under a hundred for sure i don't i i really need to up my twitter game okay like is is that the thing i hardly tweet at all i'm at at lk underscore huna, and i but most of the time i just retweet people Mm. uh i I don't say a lot uh on twitter now it seems counterintuitive twitter is one of those things that's kind of well if you if you write jokes mike like
0: that's the place to do it Like if you write jokes and want to post jokes and get sort of like a little like ah little jolt from little little zing from like people going ah that's good like that's (laughs) a place to kind of do it. Pretty
1: pithy tweet you did there, my quartz. Okay, so question: Is Corey Castle? Is that? I'm not gonna ask you if it's your real name, but like I'm gonna say that's a pretty cool name, Corey Castle. I appreciate it. I picked it it myself. Did you pick it yourself? yeah yeah so uh, i th- I thought of the same thing like i should pick my own name but then i realized that uh i don't have a cool enough
0: alternative name well i i picked it when i was a teenager and i started using it when i was a teenager so i mean it's been following me for 20 years now so <laughs> i'm uh I'm i, I just...
1: feel it like, i feel like the internet is is bad for that sort of thing though right like Let's say you got mega famous and your name was like Corey Wizzelstein. Like mm-hmm. every no, news article. My name is James.
0: My name is James Goins. I am nowhere near Corey <laughs> Castle as a name, but I have been using Corey Castle so long that more people know me as that than will ever know me as James Goins. So I'd rather continue using that for everything because I feel like, and i I, I if anyone's ever listened to my podcast, they'll know that I say this all the time. Everything I do serves every other thing I do in a very cyclical way. So if if people see me in a film, they go, oh, that's Corey Castle. He's a comedian. Oh, he does comedy. Let me, let me check out some of his comedy. This guy's a wrestler too. Let me check out some of his wrestling. Oh, this guy also does a podcast. I'm going to check that out. A podcast about wrestling. Oh, I'll check that out. Oh, this guy's in a movie or a TV show or something like right, right, everything right. comes back around and it all serves the same thing which is you're you're, you're like a chalupa
1: threat <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like a taco inside a burrito inside of tostito yes. you got all the things yeah i just i just
0: can't ever stop you know but no. when it comes to when it comes to like what i'm doing for a living like it's different you know, like right. like I told you before, the quarantine started before the pandemic started. I was only doing that as like my main source of income, just right. doing background work on TV shows and movies, and then sometimes the occasional speaking role. So, uh, now since you know everybody lost all their jobs, I've I've been doing I've been doing HVAC since August, and I was doing that back in like 2007. So this is like a big step backwards, but like at the same time, I'm learning a lot and I'm getting better and I'm a man, you know what I mean? Like it's different than back then. And it's different because I'm a different me now. And all I want to do is continue to be a better version tomorrow than I was today. And I can't do that if I'm ever like proud, if I'm ever proud, if I take moments to go like, I'm too proud to, to be humble, into a, a job that's not my dream job because I've never had my dream job. I've had a billion jobs and I, oh, I, I feel, I feel like I want to say that I'm probably not going to be done having real jobs for a while. And I'm just going to continue doing all the things I do inside of that.
1: So like, that's my, that's my lane. Like that's, that is absolutely my lane. Like uh, I've only ever done like, I, I used to do like um i used to work in a factory then i worked mm-hmm. my way up to uh, like a foreman then the supervisor then i got out and got into tech and i've worked in tech for like 10 years and i realized like 40 i'm gonna be 46 in may and the thing i always wanted to do was the thing i just never really did i did one stand-up gig once one open mic once in hamilton which is like what? Nice city over
0: was it all right how did how did
1: it go over like oh i sucked. i i sucked really hard so did you bomb or did oh, you do I all ate, right oh no i ate an acre of shit. okay yeah you know what you know when you go when you say you're gonna go up there for a solid two minutes and you you know you know what happens you you spit it out in 30 seconds mm-hmm. you yeah, know blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you gotta
0: go through it because you wrote it and you're happy about it being on the page and needs to come off the page and out your face but then once it comes out your face there's more minutes
1: that you got to well, fill in what i found was afterwards there was more people in the almost everybody in the crowd was sitting there looking at their notebook they're all waiting to go on right so yeah, there was that, like nobody there to watch any comedy
0: yeah so like doing stand up doing stand up for free in front of everybody else who's doing it who's only there to get stage time is it's it's kind of a place to learn because if you find people who are your friends there, you can talk to them about their bits, and they can talk to you about your bits, and you can do what I thought you and I were doing today. You know what I'm saying? Like right. for, like, uh, uh, workshopping, uh, brainstorming, having fun with it. So, like, I'm probably going to take some of my my bits that I have in my book, and try to try to adapt them to a film. Like currently. Currently, I'm working on a, a time-traveling ghost comedy. So time travelers and ghosts and alternate timelines and universes and dimensions mixed with my Santa. <laughs> That's great. So, so I'm doing that, that to go, uh, well, Well, Corey's one of the writers also, Corey's one of the stars, and whoa, well, he's in this movie. Whoa, it says it says his Instagram. His Instagram says his his IMDB page. His IMDB page says, and it says that he does comedy and it says his podcast is on there. We should go check out all of his other stuff. And it goes back in that circle that I was talking about. It just serves its it's all serving, it's all serving to make me feel like. I'm not
1: doing it for nothing, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's let's talk about jokes. Okay, are you working on any material right now? I, I have I have some stuff. I'm gonna pull it up on my phone here.
0: Uh, I uh, I thought I'd grab my notebook, but um, I can't find it. For second. Hang 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 on. Sure. Because I have this pen. I don't know why. Did I put it somewhere?
1: Go ahead, read your jokes, Mike. Well, it's not so much it's like a it's like a like a, like a bit. Like I'm working on a bit. So right now I'm working on a bit where the worst job in the world is the guy is the spit guy at ancestry.com. Sorry. I'm here all week.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I, dude why didn't you go hey your book's right there on the chair you jerk like the book is right here and i just went into the other room and looked all over for it <laughs> ah this should be a bit right here this is my that, book that i that was should be for. a bit why didn't you go hey Corey, your book's right there in front of you or it's right
1: right there hey what's well, that it didn't look like a notebook to be truth be told it looked like it has like what's on the front of that book Stickers, yeah, like <laughs> okay, okay, all right. So, I've been just working a bit, just trying to figure out how a bit uh, this bit would work. It's about roughly about this the worst job that I could think of, and the worst job I could think of is the spit guy at ancestry.com. Have you ever done any of these DNA tests? Yeah, I, I did a 23andMe, yeah, yeah, yeah. The they, they, they mail you a, like a like a little tube that you got to fill with spit, mm-hmm. and that spit has to be like taken care of you know what what do you you get me mailed to munich is it munich that they're doing this there's a guy there who like gets up to you know for work in the morning he feeds his kids you know breakfast they all sit around the table he kisses his wife goodbye you know she hands him a brown bag of lunch he goes to work he sits there and he empties spit from vials all day long (laughs) but you can replace that with all kinds of disgusting jobs but that one is really specific the spit guy you know and like what drives a spit guy to suicide like he just had enough like
0: my my brother drives for i'm not going to say the name of the company but he does um he picks up like coolers filled with blood and piss and poop and he takes them to other places to test them for whatever and um he'll he gets a company car and he'll bring that home on the weekends and empty it out. And he'll be like, there's my piss and shit buckets. There's my, there's my blood bucket.
1: <laughs> and So do you think this, do you think this spit guy sometimes will like bitch about his work to the blood and shit and piss delivery guy? <laughs> that guy's like, you know what you, or, you know, when you're looking at like LinkedIn and you're looking for a job and you're like, what am I qualified to do? And so you're looking at other jobs, like, "Hey, here's an opening for a piss and shit and sp- you know and blood and spit guy." You know the hours are better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Specimen right. delivery specialist. Sp- and, 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 and the- specialist in the specimens.
1: And the other one there I was let's say, I, the other, the, and the other one I was workshopping was like, I was watching a lot of Harry Potter for the you know the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Like, I had never watched all the Harry Potter movies. Have you? No, I, I hated it, actually.
0: Like, I tried to watch it and I wasn't really into it. I'm uh, sorry, I don't want to step on your bit.
1: No, no, you're not stepping on my bit, but like, okay. there's like, there's, there's, if you watch it, you get it. If you don't watch it, you're not going to get it. But there's this character who's called a house elf. He
0: he's like, an elf. He's like, they got the big ears, right? Or something? Yeah, the,
1: the big ears. He's got the big uh-huh. nose. And uh-huh. apparently, like, they're really magical, and the only way you can – the only way you could set them free is if you give them clothes. Mm-hmm. So they always, they're always they always wearing rags of shit that they found. Okay. But I'm like, you never see one that's hot. Mm-hmm. They're always, like, gross old dudes, but you never see, like, a hot house elf. <laughs> no? You that's one. Like, yeah. What do you do with Debbie? Huh. Debbie. De- Debbie, what do you do with those clothes, Debbie? <laughs> <laughs> Just like a hot house elf doing magic around your house. <laughs> that one, that one's pretty thin. Yeah, that I mean, one's it's, pretty it's thin. so niche. It yeah, is pretty niche. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's a good insult. You're that type of guy that makes your kids watch you while you jerk off. It's dark.
0: Who are you saying that to? That's a, that's a dark. That's, that's someone a real,
1: that,
0: someone that's that you a, want to insult. That's not not. I mean, it feels less of an insult, more like a real,
1: like a real like accusation that could really ruin somebody's life. It could be both. It could be both. Like you want to reserve it. Like you don't want to use it casually. Like that's like, not. The, uh, that's uh, the, uh, look at. Him. Here comes Mike. He's that guy who
0: says everybody looks like they jerk off in front of their kids. Ah, <laughs> here he comes. Old hat, you know, the old skip that old stamp that mike uses he goes hey yeah yeah get ready he's gonna tell you you look like you masturbate in front of your kids it's his favorite joke
1: hey you friggin rascal get over here no yeah yeah who's jacking in front of their kids (laughs) sir this is the (laughs) narbies excuse me Uh, are you you're in front of the children mannequins at old navy why don't you keep it moving sir here would be here would be like a, a cool opening question to start a routine. Like, hey, does your girlfriend ever wish you were hotter? <laughs> that one could, could, could start you know getting getting a couple of laughs. <laughs> All right, this one sounds a little racially charged.
0: Well, well, it's weird. It's the the reason that one that one's a like a like a D for me, like a D minus, maybe close to close to an F, is that a lot of people are outside of their stations you know I mean like you could a lot of times like you'll see a guy who you're there's absolutely no way he's with a babe and then you'll see that babe with somebody who's with a gross looking person so it's hard to be like hey I'm the only one who thinks that my girlfriend wishes I was hotter it's like (laughs) No maybe maybe you are hotter or maybe she is hot maybe you, you know what i mean like it's it's it just kind of it just kind of leaves it open to like yeah uh, you you could she could wish you were hotter maybe I,
1: I, hotter. i'm under no yeah. illusion that i'm the hot one in my 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 relationship <laughs> i am like so i'm like i'm like you know there's my lady and then like you know you know sir would you like me to mace this man following you, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I'm like so far, like I'm like the worst, basically. I, I feel like um, sometimes I feel like there's a she has like a like a parasite in her optical nerve, which makes everything look different than it actually is. Because so maybe maybe there's something, you know, you you know, you, you'll, you'll see something that looks like like a rotten piece of meat and you think it looks like a birthday cake. Maybe there's some, you know visual processing errors or
0: maybe she just thinks you're a good person maybe you ever think about that maybe she enjoys your company (laughs) that can't be it (laughs) (laughs) she enjoys your company maybe you make her smile maybe she likes
1: oh oh, i know my i know myself too well it's gotta be something else (laughs) (laughs) okay what do you got what do you got Uh, i've been doing this bit where i'm saying
0: here's here's the new game i've developed I'm gonna throw you this frisbee, and you're gonna catch it, or we can't be friends. It's a new game that I'm calling Ultimatum Frisbee. <laughs> okay, another one. Uh, uh, my 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 grandmother died uh, when I was like 12 or something, and I. That's not I, funny. I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not really very smart with a lot of things, especially when I was a kid. I wasn't very smart with a lot of things, and she every time we would go to her house when she was alive we'd play with this big piano she had right we she taught us how to play like mary had a little lamb or something when we were little kids and like and then we like we'd always see it in the house but like we never talked about it that much or messed with it that much when when she wasn't teaching us it and then like she died of like a liver jaundice and her family got in like these big fights about like what she was leaving behind. And my oh. uncle Mike was like, I'm getting the organ. And I was like, didn't she die of like a liver thing? Like, <laughs> like in my head I was like, what, what, what? You're gonna get her diseased liver? Is that one of the organs you want? <laughs> so I, I don't have a bit for it, but it's I have a couple bits where it, it comes back to me kind of being kind of a little like dumb where I went saying like, when I was a kid, I thought that my grand, my grandmother, she would, she would come into the area where le- we lived, and she would go, "Ugh, this living room looks like a bomb it," and she was saying, "A bomb hit it," but I was right. not hearing those as three different words. I thought she was saying, "It looks like a bomb it," and I was like, "What the <laughs> hell is a bomb it?" And I always was like, "Well, one day maybe there'll be a device where I can." Type in, vomit it, and find out what that even means. <laughs> uh, and I also thought when I was a kid, when we, we I was poor, we were very poor, poor, sing, poor single mother on welfare. That was <clears throat> what we lived in. We lived in a row home in Philly. Um, <laughs> the, the, um, the, 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 the phrase, so broke that you can't make ends meet. I didn't know that it meant make one end meet up with the other end. I didn't know. I thought ends meet was like a dish that only wealthy people could have. And I'd say, we go to like a wealth, like a fancy restaurant. And be like, I know you don't, I know you don't have it on the menu, but uh, let me get a slab of that ends meet.
1: <laughs> okay. So you grew up, I, I, so I also grew up real poor. Right. And uh, I remember there'd be a lot of jokes about being poor now, these aren't my jokes, but they're just, they were used so often that they're kind of universal. They're like laying on the floor, so anybody can pick them up. Huh? And I don't even know, I think maybe even Dice did this one, I don't know. But uh, one of the ones I always grew up with was, we were so poor that we had to jerk off the dog to feed the cat.
0: Never ah! heard that one, nor... That's gross, right? Nor do I. Even, it, it, <laughs> it would not even make
1: me smile. <laughs> that wouldn't even make you smile? Nope. Nope. That's like would... that's like that's like a bucket of cold water down your drawers. Like that's just. I feel like that's a that's a, a, a joke. Sad. That's like
0: I work. I worked at this uh, job where this this um sixty year old guy got hired, and it was like his first day, and uh he there was like they were like serving pizza in the break room this was a, a warehouse and they were like oh warehouse guys come on in and, and get some pizza and this guy came in and he was like so a jew walks into a bar and he's, uh, like uh. a jew waiter he goes like, is, is anything okay and he hits he hits that as the punchline, and he says that to a, a bunch of like corporate people in ties who are not at all familiar with this person They'd never met him before and he just tells a Jew joke like that and they're like, All right, guy, like, uh, that's some expired thinking. Like that's some that's some old awkward man stuff that it's not really the way people talk
1: to each other anymore. So jerking off dog defeated cat, no moss.
0: Yeah, that's totally that's totally a way an old northeast Philly white dude talks to his friends back in the (laughs) seventies.
1: So it has no comedic value whatsoever? No, no not zero. at all. Zero, zero. Okay, good to know, good to know. Because <laughs> like, it makes me laugh, but if it's, if it's not a universal thing, like, we, don't, we don't want that, right? Like, it's it's obviously not funny, you know, like, setting up, you know, like, a cat coming in, you know. You're, you look like the type of <laughs>
0: dude who jerks off your dog to feed your cat in front of your kids. Ah,
1: yeah, you'd yeah. be like, you know, your cat oh, in the morning. Here, here it's, comes it's, Mike. He's gonna talk. To, he's gonna drop it's, that. It's Christmas morning, and your cat comes up and like, you <laughs> cat's like meow, and you're like, listen, Merry Christmas, dog and cat that I have that are my only companions in the world. Who's hungry? And the dog's like, I'm hungry. I only have dog food. And the cat's like, meow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's not funny. <laughs> So the the uh, speaking of dogs' dicks, what's the name of that piece of skin that makes it point forward? There's got to be a name for that, right? For the dogs, yeah, the dog's dick that you you <laughs> yeah, like, you only, really like. You really only... are thinking about a dog's dick too much. I well, it was it was in my notebook. <laughs> <laughs> it, they were categorized so like this 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 one was right beside the other one, right? So yeah, I was in the same territory. My apologies. <laughs> there's a piece there's like there's a dog's dick and there's a piece of skin that keeps it pointing forward because like it's not like that all the time right uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's not it's not vertical it's usually perpendicular it's aiming they, forwards uh, there's gotta be this bunch of veterinarians are like yeah if, if they had like a like a big i mean like dude pointer. that's that's a thing that you could pro- like
0: you could probably say it and someone will know it like that whatever like you go into an audience and you go, What's that piece of the dog's dick called that keeps it from pointing straight to the ground? And you're like, someone would be like, The flange and then you're like, Yeah. Oh no now
1: the flangulong, you idiot. Yeah. Like, okay. And then yeah. you'll
0: be like, Oh <laughs> shit, well, I can't tell that joke next
1: time. Yeah, ruin that joke forever. <laughs> right.
0: you know, when people like yell things out, it kind of it kind of wrecks the momentum. Do you do you hate hecklers? Uh, I, I mean I I have had I've only had I don't want to say I've only had a few interactions with them. What I hate is people who who heckle me by going wah 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 or people who go but I don't uh, but me, don't but me on the daily basis. Like, don't do that to me out in public. Especially don't do it to me when I'm on stage. If you do that to me, I will go, You're fat, your teeth are crooked, fuck you, get out of my life. I don't even <laughs> want to talk to you. Like you just, you just cut me to the core. Like, don't do that to me. That hurt my feelings real hard. Like it, I get nervous to tell a joke. You understand people go like, Oh, well it, it takes a lot of guts to go up there and tell jokes. You're like really being vulnerable. Sometimes when I'm like throwing a punchline out, I'll get pretty nervous with how it's going to be accepted. And if oh, it's accepted yeah. with a, then it really like, it's a dagger to me because it's like, that's not what I was going for. I was going for, you to go, ah, that sucks. That's funny, or what? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I'm not I wasn't looking for. I was looking for a validation, and you gave me kind of the opposite of that. That's not what I wanted. That's like you going like, oh well, I'm not going to take you seriously as a wrestler because wrestling's stupid, and and have you've never watched it or understood it or talked to anybody who knows anything about it. It's just like, well, I know the answer is this, and that's the answer that I'm sticking with. I know with what I know, you know.
1: Right, right. That, no, was, I feel that like- was a
0: long-winded way of saying. Uh, the only heckles that bother me are the brumts.
1: Yeah, like that would that would bother me more. Like if they were just trying to add something to the to the performance, but, like because take- 90 percent of the time they're just being drunk idiots. Then yeah, I get it. But like, if they're just trying to be like a like, if they're trying to be funny over top your funny, you know, mm-hmm. fuck that guy because like. They didn't have anything to come to your show.
0: Well, I do you know, a lot of I do a lot of like real like cringy dad jokes. So I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get why you think that you're helping me, but you're not. Like I I do a joke where I'd say um, I was with a friend who told me um, when we were walking to go into the woods how ter- how scared of ticks she was, and she didn't have any bug spray. And I said, "Oh man, you're you're scared of ticks. You must be terrified of clocks." and and if i do that joke and someone goes like uh, and like you just put them me i didn't need
1: you you could just go ah ah you goose now, is that almost as good as a laugh cuz that immediately immediately i was like mm. like you <laughs> right. I, you got a reaction from me it wasn't <laughs> right. laughter but it's the only other acceptable response to a right. dad joke it's right. the it's the fuck you you get a point you get a point you scored very solid right. score for your your dad joke. I get it. I oh. don't want to. <laughs> I want to laugh at it. Right. Right. No,
0: I, I mean, I, that's ideally what I'm going for. But when I tell a joke is I'd like to get a laugh. Um, was,
1: your, was your dad there was a guy.
0: <laughs> there was a guy who did Philly. He did Philly mics with me back in the day. His name was Joey Doc. And he was really young. He, I remember him doing a joke where he would say, Oh, somebody came up to me after a set and was like wow you're so brave you're so you were so brave up there so brave for you to get up there and like make those jokes and he's like oh cool I was going for funny (laughs) I was going for funny I didn't I wasn't trying to be brave and that's why like I think after Joey did that that bit I stopped wearing not it wasn't because of that but I would quote that when I would think about what i was gonna wear the days that i go get up on stage because i didn't want to wear anything that was like a funny shirt because then someone come up to me and go oh man i love your shirt i'm like oh what'd you think of my jokes though oh i I care more about the the
1: the art that i did not the clothes that i'm wearing right no no i feel that hey uh, what what else can we talk about what 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 other what other nothing material you got I got are you cool? We we have gone we've gone for about an hour now. Do you do you do you want to keep going or you want to uh-huh, stop? Yeah, oh, totally cool. cool. So what do you got what do you got for more material? I got like I got stuff. <laughs> There's this thing that's
0: just an inside joke between me and my girlfriend where my my um my cousin has like a raptor truck. And my my brother, my gay brother, he does this thing where anybody who has like a like a souped up car or like a like a like a fast ca- fast car with a loud engine or like a truck like that he'll always go sorry by your penis like it, <laughs> he does that but <laughs> we oh, her and i have been making the joke where we go where we go jokes on you it's a decent size <laughs> like when a car goes when a car goes by way to go way to go with your excellent relationships that you probably have with your parents and your family <laughs> the way the, the way that everybody returns all your calls because they're really interested in things that you had to say. <laughs> Instead of being like, oh, well, this guy's probably got a little dick. And we're like, no, this guy's probably got shit together that we don't know about.
1: My, my friend's kid does this thing. And it's the funniest thing. When it, I didn't even see it firsthand, it was described to me and I couldn't stop laughing. And I started doing it what you do is this little performance you could do when you see somebody doing let's say like the big dick truck move right Mm -hmm. or the very obviously overcompensating thing Mm -hmm. what you do is you grab your thumb like a fake vape Mm -hmm. and you hit your vape real hard like this you go (sniffs) smooth (laughs) (laughs) It's just That's clogged. good. That's use That's, that. I like. Yeah, it. do it because it's not my. Box. It belongs to some kid. Like, who cares? It's all we get. We all own it. Hey, just basically, hey, hey, forget about it, kid. You're, <laughs> your
0: are stolen. Yeah, yeah. We just stole it's, it here. Use we're using it here in the states, you nerd.
1: Okay, well, his name is Nick. His name hey is Nick. Nick
0: probably screw you. I'm stealing it in the states. Stateside, Philadelphia, bitch. Will Smith. Well, he lives and in. Michel he lives Mai. in. Uh,
1: he lives in Florida, so he's a Florida man.
0: Okay, well, up here in Philly. <laughs> We think Florida stinks. We hate it. We steal your bits. So she said, sent me a video of it. It was just as funny. It's just like him like... Nah, dude. I'm I'm probably not going to do the bit, but I'll laugh about it and I'll talk... I'll, I'll probably I'll probably tell my girlfriend about it and she'll laugh about it. It's good. It's a good bit, Nick. You, you could do it with anything. You could I'm literally sure. do it with I'm anything. I'm sure you got it from somebody else. But it's uh, fine. Uh, you, know, you know what's funny? We, we used to do this thing back in the day. A similar thing where um, we would always see when cars, like loud cars would go by, we'd say, oh, super cool, tough guy. Always super cool, tough guy when they went by. Had nothing to do with their penis. It was just like, wow, you're cool. (laughs) Like it was just a, it's the same thing as the pulling the vape, but super cool, tough guy. uh, Probably got a little dick. We go, joke's on you. It's a good size. (laughs) Uh,
1: Way to go with your... We used to always... uh, we saw his woodchuck behind our teachers in school. You, we, we would call it woodchucking. When your teacher would walk by, everybody would stand in a row and go, <laughs> like this, and just hold like that.
0: Uh-huh. Like a woodchuck?
1: With, with, with the little feet up uh-huh. and like follow them around. And literally the whole year would be us like trying to get like 50 students woodchucking <laughs> behind a teacher as she's walking down the hall. Right? just uh-huh. everybody just? Mm. <laughs> it made it made every yearbook. It was in every yearbook. It was in like every school publication. Every picture was something in the background woodchucking, and it wasn't even a school mascot or anything. It was just but, something stupid that one kid did. And I thought that that would have been everywhere. I thought woodchucking was universal. And I remember like throwing it like as an adult out of school, like somebody doing something goofy and behind your back, you go. And then I remember them looking at me going like the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I'm woodchucking. You're what? I'm like, yeah, I'm woodchucking, you know? And they're like, what is that? It's a thing what we we did. It was all in my school. We woodchucked behind the teachers. It was really funny. <laughs> that's good, man. Did you ever have anything like that?
0: No. I mean, I have plenty of things where I go, like, oh, that's not everywhere, that's only here. Like, do you know what a Wawa is?
1: Yeah, yeah, I have four. Yeah.
0: We didn't have Wawa. Wawa's, we're only here. Reed's Water know Rice. That is. What's that? I'm just kidding. We didn't have any. I don't know what this is. Wawa. Wawa. It's a it's a convenience store, like a gas station, like that okay. has a. They make sandwiches and stuff, but it's it started at, in Philadelphia, and, and Rita's Water Rice started in Philadelphia. We had that. Before it was like Rita's ice everywhere, like at the malls and stuff. And I thought that was everywhere, but it wasn't everywhere until like I was an adult.
1: (laughs) The, uh, we used to, we saw in, in our school, we used to have this thing called the hot. Okay. I'm going to back up. Holy shit. My brain just did a weird thing. My stepson asked me the day, if I had ever had a, a food fight in school. And I said, Mm -hmm. we only only had one and it was hot dog day because I remember this day, like in my mind, like it was, it was yesterday was the hundreds of wieners being hot, hot to the touch wieners. So you couldn't hold on to them so fast Mm because they dumped out these like these dirty water hot dogs all over the floor and everyone was picking up fistfuls of hot wieners and throwing them around the the uh, the lunchroom and I yeah. remember yeah like that was the only like sitcom style food fight I ever had, which was like a big it was essentially a sausage party. Mm. it was crazy and I was I like, like and, and I go, did you ever have one of those? He's like, nah, apparently now like you get suspended if you have a food fight. It's a salt mm. salt, ketchup, <laughs>
0: mustard, fries hot dogs hamburgers lasagna spaghetti that's a food fight <laughs> so, so um, I had this these bits that I was that I was doing a lot but I would I would decide whether or not to do them based on the the way the crowd was reacting to other people who were on before me so I would do I do this bit where I talk about like '90s hip hop and R&B. Were you into '90s rap? Yeah, a little bit. So I did a bit where I talk about, um,
1: you know, you know, Tupac. I know I'm a little bit of Tupac. I, like I wasn't a huge fan, you know. Tupac had a a, a bit a
0: song where I, I I related to it hard. He he was like it was called "Dear Mama," where in it, Okay. It's yeah. Poor single mother on welfare, tell me how you did it. There's no way I can pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand you are appreciated. I fully, fully relate to that. My mom, my world. I love her. So I I identified with everything in that song except for the part. And towards the end, he says, even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was a black queen, mama. And I was like, my mom's not a black queen or a crack fiend. So I don't, that's where it takes me out. Not only do I think about that and laugh. About how that doesn't relate to me, but I think about how Tupac outed his mom. Like the people were like, (laughs) people were like, "Hey, did you hear that? Did you hear that song that Amari's son, Amari's son made for her? Oh, it's so sweet." But did you know that Amari was on crack? Like (laughs) you just, you just really put your mom on blast about being on crack. And at the and also in the song, he says, he's like, "Even though I sell rocks, it feels good putting money in your mailbox." I'm like. So you're putting money in her mailbox, and she's going and buying crack. Why don't you just cut out the middleman and you give her crack?
1: Yeah, no kidding, right? Right. Yeah, like if you're going to be slinging rock, why do you why do you charge her a markup? Right. exactly. You wouldn't expose your mother to that sort of like heat. Right. I mean, she's got to. She's got to go down there and like take a vial go, out of Deschwan's mouth. <laughs>
0: she's got to go acquire the crack. in a yeah, that Shady that's... neighborhood.
1: Well, so. I'm just... uh, Put crack in her mailbox. Have you have you ever done crack? No, <laughs> no. So I, I did crack once. Okay, I did crack once at a party. Like it sounds sounds weird to say it, but like I had a a lot of people. There's a stigma when they talk about drug use, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I I haven't. I've been. I'm a pretty drug positive dude. Like I I'm a Canadian, so you know I'm gonna smoke some pot, right? Like right right right. It's 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 part of our our legal. It's part of our, you have to, it's a law, anyways. But like, I remember one time I was at this party and someone asked me if I wanted to try it out. And so, yeah. So I smoked, I smoked a a rock Mm. and uh, I realized right away, two things. This high is the shit. It was the best high. It's like amazing. Also immediately you want to do another rock. Hmm. And then was like, oh no, no, no. This is that that, that's where the danger part of my brain said, Holy shit, you you should never do this again. Right. Because like immediately what you want to do is more.
0: Right.
1: That's no good for anybody. That's like that's like an evil drug. Like, yeah, do all the shrooms, do all the LSD, do the DMT, do all those psychedelics, you know, smoke pot, hash, you know, peyote. But anytime like you're you're Anytime you're smoke, you're reducing the. Anytime violence is involved in making your drugs, and your drugs are basically a vehicle just to do more drugs, that's a patent drug.
0: Yeah, rug. you're 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 on the wrong side of you're on the wrong side of the the tracks there. The wrong si- You're once I'll
1: you. Call. Oh, go ahead. Sorry,
0: uh, I was just saying once you once you kind of give into it and you're kind of giving your whole self away. So yeah. Uh, be you got to be smart about. You got to be smart about your intake. Yeah. So alcohol it's, it's alcohol great, does the same thing too. Like alcohol does the same thing that you thing. decided to never do it again. Yeah.
1: Alcohol does the same thing. It just says it's slower and you don't learn that lesson as fast. Right, and it's not illegal. Yeah, it's not illegal, but like you go, "Oh yeah, the more I drink, the more I want to drink." And then you're like, you know, it 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 kind of shuts you off because you end up puking or something but i don't think i don't think that happens with pot i think you just get real giggly and goofy so, so i did um i was hosting i was hosting
0: this christmas stage um all of december where um i would do stand-up and introduce like musical acts and i had this joke that i was doing I was talking about um christmas songs There's a song by like Band-Aid, and it's like, them talking about like African people and them Mm -hmm. being hungry. But there's a part of the song, they would say, um, there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas. And then later on they say, do they know it's Christmas time at all? I thought they didn't know it wasn't Christmas because there wasn't snow. So I'm like, no, just drop off a crate of decorations with a note on it that says, it's Christmas. Like, I didn't get the fact that they were saying feed the world. I thought it was them saying like these people don't know it's Christmas cuz there's no decorations or snow or nothing. Do you think social media killed that?
1: Killed what? So that used to be a thing that celebrities did that actually made a difference, right? Like Michael Jackson, you know, feed the world, make it a better place. Right? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing where celebrities used to get together and raise like a, a shit ton of money. But maybe it all balances out now because people on the internet make more money for worthy yeah, causes um, without celebrities.
0: At Christmas time, at Christmas time, um, we did an all day stream for like Red Nose Day. We, we took a part of it for uh, Wrestle Rock for my other podcast that I do about wrestling. It's uh-huh. a R-A-S-S-L-E, rock. And uh, we did that on YouTube, where uh, involved with a bunch of other people who were raising money. The campaign met, and the whole thing itself was like a couple million dollars for for uh, the World Health Partners in Health is what it was called, right? And it was for uh, trying to combat not combat, but really, really um, try to help people with covid around the world with the development and the research
1: that's cool yeah. hey uh do, you, do you, have you been covid safe i'm, did you I'm get doing COVID? great what's that did you get covid or have you no
0: i've been tested i've been tested for it um i was tested on set for that uh, that mark weber weber mm-hmm. film that i'm working on and uh I've been, I've come back negative.
1: I mean, yeah, I, uh, I got, I got COVID about, uh, about a month and a half ago. And it was not Uh, lost my um, taste, lost my smell. Um, had a hard time breathing. You know, I'm, I'm right in that risk factor age, right? Like I'm a white guy, 45 years old, like overweight, you know, so like all the things that you shouldn't be. I'm not diabetic or anything. Like, and before that, I was, like I'm a power lifter, right? So I've got like base strength that's just pretty good. Like I'm a relatively healthy guy, but uh, I'm not, uh, I'm still in that risk area. Right. So I just really, we just, the whole family got it. And we just sort of like watched her health and made sure that everybody was safe. Uh, put oxygen sensors on our fingertips just to check everybody. And mm-hmm. uh, we made it through. We're all good now. Now wow. I feel like I have a fucking superpower though because now apparently you don't get it again. Like you have like a base immunity. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm not an anti-masker, but now I, when I put a mask on, if that slides down or the little air is getting in the side, I don't get all that worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> I move among you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the way
0: I hate, I hate saying, I don't want to say that I'm not sensitive to it, but I, I don't, I'm I'm. I'm probably I'm probably wrong in feeling that like I'm not at risk as much as a lot of other people are, uh, but I but I make sure to take all the precautions that you can take before I walk out the door.
1: Yeah, that's that's all you can do, really. Yeah, right. The, but uh... I mean, like
0: I've been I've been rolling around my immune. I keep my immune system up. I make sure I take my vitamins every day. I make sure that I'm in the gym and I wear a mask. And I make sure that, uh, you know, I've I've been, I've been having, I've been around germs and locker rooms and fights and cuts. And it's it's all, it's all like something I have a pretty strong immunity. I think I have a, a pretty strong immune system. And hopefully um, I can make sure that people around me feel safe. So do you, do you work out in the gym or do you have like your own gym? Well, I, there, my neighbor across the street has a gym in in his basement. Nice. So I've been working out down there and my gym just opened back up. So I have been going there as well.
1: I miss going to the gym. I have my own gym. Like I have a, like a power rack and about like 500 pounds of free weight. So Mm -hmm. I have all I need it's just you you sometimes miss like just the accessory machines and stuff like a good cable row that's that's something you just you just it's hard to duplicate in your own house right listen man um i'm kind of at the end of my time i have to other some of the things gotta do but it's been great talking to you dude yeah
0: dude for sure for sure
1: absolutely i'm really happy to have met you
0: yeah man i'm I'm glad i'm glad we were able to make it work out
1: yeah me too uh I'd love to, uh, I'll, I'll shoot you a friend request on Facebook. No okay. pressure. I'd love to be your Facebook friend. Yeah. And, man, we, can, uh, we, can,
0: we can, we can do this all the time. It's okay. We can just, awesome. we can, we can, we can riff and, and write jokes and make each other laugh and do podcasts. You can do my podcast. We can go back and forth with it.
1: I'd love to do your podcast.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we, just, we can, just, I can, I can even make this also an episode of my podcast. We can do it like a double uh, yeah. swap cast. So
1: yeah, you want me to you want me want me send you my uh yeah, my, sure. my, the, the raw yeah, files?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And I'll, I'll put it that. out there.
0: I'll make sure people know to listen to Punch Up. And this is the this is a uh swap cast, which for me it might be evolving with Corey Castle 211. So um That's check cool. that out and uh make sure if you don't, if this is your first time checking out Punch Up Podcast, subscribe to it so you get new episodes all the time. And if this is the first time you're listening to Evolving with, with Corey Castle podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you get new episodes every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Also, make sure you hit make sure you hit the comment and leave a little comment. And let us know how you
1: feel, and I hope you learned something. Appreciate you, Corey. Thank you so much. Yeah,
0: thanks, Mike. Have a great night, man. You Be too, fun, buddy. Be safe.
1: Keep evolving. Yep. Bye, bye.